Welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I am Mark Storrs, and with me as always is... Christopher Charles Carnicelli. And... Robert Thomas Morphy II. Christopher Charles Carnicelli is going to be carrying this pod because Rob and I have had a hell of a week. Oh, we sure oh, have. fried again. So this is, yeah, this is going to be Broken, Chris's. turned upside down, Man, all right. dumped in acid. Hitting shit with trucks, not having a good day, not having a good week. But we're here <laughs> to bring the stories to the good listeners out there on the internet. Absolutely. We're going to put all that shit behind us and we're going to fucking be straight pros. Yes, and you um, you can find us or actually you can leave us reviews in the iTunes Ample Podcast apps. It's always helpful. As always, the social media is the Insta's, the Twitter's, and the Facebook's. Facebook fan group, check it out. Um, and Patreon. You can check our Patreon out at patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, we recently launched the uh, Kryptonite After Dark Elf Sex Ooh. episode that people really dug. After Dark, I love that. They, people really dug it's gotta it. It's got to be. So, yeah, uh, no, it's, it was even saucier than usual totally. for us. It, it, it was good. People really enjoyed us. You can check that out again. That is patreon.com slash Kryptonaut Podcast. This week we are talking about the Carl Higdon abduction. A stone classic in abduction lore. All right, let's get started with. On a crisp autumn afternoon in 1974, a rugged oil man would turn from being a seasoned hunter to becoming terrified prey after a close encounter with a bizarre, semi-humanoid, drill-fisted being that would not only test the limits of his imagination, but quite literally take him for the ride of his life. So let it be written. Wow. So let it be All done. Right. Semi-humanoid. All right. What's the one that Drilling stands out the most? Drill-fisted? Drill fisted, yeah. <laughs> yeah Drill-fisted drill yeah. sounds like an album I must have bought six times when I was a fucking teen or in my 20s, but just obviously never existed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's some puppet master shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, totally. Old school totally. thrash. But it really isn't. In this case, it's a supposedly genuine entity that... Uh, a member of the human race had to deal with face-to-face. All right, well, let's hear this harrowing tale of survival. The day of October 25th, 1974, began like any other for 41-year-old oil well driller and Rawlings native Carl Higdon, hence the Higdon abduction. The hardworking husband and father of four woke, ate, and was getting ready for a shift at the A.M. Wells Service Company in Riverton, Wyoming, when his telephone rang. After working his way up through the company for the better part of 20 years, Carl was now the second shift foreman, and therefore it fell to him to take sick calls from his crew. This call came from one of his key employees, and Carl quickly realized that it would be futile to tackle the day's work without the essential crewman. It was then that he resolved to utilize his unexpectedly free afternoon to hunt for elk. Not a bad get. Guy elk. bangs in, and you're going to go hunt elk. I mean, if it's one of your key guys. Yeah. I don't know what that means on an oil site. I I, I don't know anything about what anything means on an oil site. Sounds but, yeah. fairly important. But if your key man's out, day off for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And usually that's going to be a good thing. For some, maybe not so much. Like many other Americans in the 1970s, the Higdon family was hit hard by the recession. As food prices crept ever higher, Carl decided that he would have to hunt in order to feed his family and stock their icebox with enough meat to get them through the harsh Wyoming winter that was just around the corner. With his plan in place, the oil man packed his gear into the company pickup and began heading towards McCarthy Canyon in nearby Carbon County. It was then that a random act of kindness would forever change his destiny gotta be cautious Starman, pick up Jeff Bridges <laughs> he fucking falls in love with you it's yeah. what happens yeah, yeah. sweet yeah. minimalist score no, by Frank Nietzsche nobody yeah. ever gives John Carpenter credit for that movie exactly. I'm dude you. I'm in that's a haunting Starman. love story and I it's love great. it plus it's the only other great role um, 
chick from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was in. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just two yeah. golden moments in 80s cinema, and she's forgotten. It's Fucking a shame. Starman, watch it if you haven't seen it. That's not what we're here for today. <laughs> Frank Nietzsche. While cruising toward McCarthy Canyon, Carl spied a pair of stranded motorists working on their immobile van. The Good Samaritan pulled over and helped the men repair their vehicle. During the course of their conversation, the duo revealed that they were also hunters and that they had just returned from an isolated section of the Medicine Bow National Forest that was literally infested with elk. Elk? fucking fested Yeah. Like ticks on a groundhog's ass. Elk everywhere. And elk are a big animal. And so when you're infested with elk, it's on. Yeah. Well, they're huge. In appreciation for his good deed, they gave Carl directions to the remote locale. Without delay, Carl changed course and drove the 40 miles to the northern region of Medicine Bow. He arrived at the park at approximately 4 p.m., parked his two-wheel drive on a knoll, and poured himself a thermos cup of warm coffee. Great way to start a hunting trip. That's what you do. You're a second shift man. It's late afternoon, which is basically your mid-morning. Yeah, that's the deal. You got a thermos full of coffee. Wait, and, and you're ready to get some meat for the fam. Waiting to kill God's creatures. Wow. Whoa. That's wow. a harsh indictment. Wow. Geez. Is it? Considering we've whoa. all whoa. eaten meat How is it harsh? the last whoa. seven hours. How's it harsh? Well, Pump fair. the brakes, Chris. It just Pump sounds like breaks. you're being mean about meat eaters, <laughs> and we're all pretty much, I mean, we're omnivorous. But I'm we're, just saying you're waiting Are these accusations now being leveled against Chris? Well, then again, I mean, isn't isn't a carrot God's creatures, too? No. Uh, and when you talk carrot's about- Carrot's not a creature. Listen, you know how stumps feel things? You know how trees care? Shut the fuck up, Morph. I knew where that was going. Fuck all y'all. I'm not going to argue about your love for emotional plants. I'm just going to deny it, but also accept it. So I guess we all eat God's creatures, including cannibals. Ex- Amen. Yeah. There you go. If you're eating something, you're eating God's creatures, according to you. Unless yeah. you're eating like sand, food, like silicon-based tofu. Ooh, gross. I'm talking about future food that we don't oh, have okay. yet. Oh, yeah, this isn't gross. real. Minerals. Like 3D. Are minerals uh, creatures? Can you make like, can you make non- not indigenous organics. Can you make What's organics that are not taken from things that are already alive and then transform it through magical 3D printing into food? I'm sure because there is some can, weird science. Then you are eating fucking silly science I don't creations, know if you not, can. not God's creations. Not until we have actual replicator technology, I don't think. Oh, hopefully around the cusp. I don't think we'll live to see it, but oh. hopefully. Regardless. It was then that Carl bumped into an old friend named Gary Eaton. The pair surveyed the scene, then separated, with Gary going into the high country and Carl slinging his brand new Magnum rifle over his shoulder and heading off to the remote hotspot that the stranded motorist had disclosed to him. After a five-minute walk through a gentle snow, Carl came to a small rise. Out of the corner of his eye, he caught a flash of movement. It was exactly what he had come for, a small herd of elk, in Carl's own words. Down below in a clearing were five elk, huddled closely together. From my vantage point several hundred yards away, I could see that one of them was a really outstanding animal. Outstanding animal. Well, lots of food for his family, I guess is what that translates to. Carl braced himself, silently raised his heavy rifle with its cargo of powerful 7mm bullets, put his eye to the sight, and took aim at the largest male. This is what he had to say. I lined him up in my telescopic sight and fired my gun, a magnum rifle. It can give your shoulder a mean whack if you're not careful. It would be at this moment that Carl Higdon's world would take a twist towards the bizarre. As soon as Carl pulled the trigger of his magnum, he was astounded by the fact that there was no kickback from the rifle. What was even more perplexing was the fact that the detonation was absolutely silent. In fact, according to Carl, it was as if the entire world had fallen still. 
As if all this weren't strange enough, Carl claimed that he was actually able to see the bullet exit the barrel of his rifle, moving so slowly that it looked as if it were gliding through a wall of invisible jello. In Carl's own words, I couldn't believe my senses. Instead of a powerful blast, the 7mm bullet left the gun barrel noiselessly and in slow motion. It floated like a butterfly, finally falling to the ground about 50 feet from where I stood. I was awestruck. I froze. All around me there was a painful silence. Not a chirping bird or the rustling of leaves on nearby trees could be heard. The only sensation I could detect was a tingling feeling which crawled up my spine. This was similar to the feeling you often get before a fierce thunderstorm when the air is full of static electricity. Mm. So that's just fucking odd. All across yeah, the so board. he had a Matrix moment. <clears throat> Total Matrix moment. That's what moment. I was thinking. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he just, everything froze and he gets all weird. Oh, yeah. It's just fucked up. No sound. No. Things aren't moving. No kickback on the gun. Same like, thing. It's just the sounds, simple uh... mechanics of physics are on the kaput side of things. Yeah. And uh, and and he just is living in it, trying to deal with it. With that, and it's bad enough. I think we've all had that sort of static electricity rush up our spine. Sometimes, sometimes when we're freaking ourselves out about something. Sometimes right. when the actual environment allows for it. To have that on top of seeing this fucking crazy shit, he must be a pretty hard man because I think I might fucking be a little anxious at this point totally still immersed in the eerie static charge silence carl cautiously retrieved the bullet and inspected it closely he immediately noticed that the lead portion of the seven millimeter slug had disappeared and only the oddly mishappened case remained he placed the bullet into his pocket and took a few perplexed steps forward that was when the deathly silence surrounding him was abruptly broken by the sharp sound of a snapping branch. Carl spun around and was confronted by a sight that he instantly knew was not of this earth. And this is what he said. Turning to my left, I saw a quote-unquote man standing there. At first I thought he was just another hunter, so I lowered my gun. Then he moved out of the shadows into the light and immediately I realized something was terribly wrong. My heart skipped a beat and my knees were shaking so badly I could hardly stand. I thought, hell, I should have stayed in McCarthy Canyon like I originally planned. <laughs> and who wouldn't at this point? <laughs> well, it should be McCarthy. Solid. We've, we've all been in a situation where we're like, God damn it, Solid I wish I was in McCarthy Canyon. Solid self-reprimand. Yeah, be like, should have stayed home. Should have fucking stayed home. Standing before the trembling oil man was a floating humanoid being clad in a black skin-tight one-piece outfit that Carl claimed was similar to a wetsuit that scuba divers wear. So floating, black wetsuit. That's what we got so far. Right. Atop the ebony suit was a pair of harness-like straps that crisscrossed its chest, below which was a metallic belt adorned with a large yellow six-pointed star. One of the chosen aliens, mayhap? Mm. Who knows? Mm. Beneath the star was an insignia that the outdoorsmen could not identify. Carl described the inhuman entity in detail. So now we're going back to Carl's own words. It was definitely a male. The visitor had no detectable ears. His eyes were small and lacked eyebrows. The dome of his skull was covered with the coarsest hair imaginable. It looked as if he had straw growing out of his head. His complexion was very similar to that of an Oriental's and... It's Carl Hignan in the 70s, so we're going to let that one slide. Yeah, because no, yeah. Okay. He was definitely manlike in height. I'd estimate that he stood over six feet and weighed about 180 pounds. This was definitely no ghost. Good Lord, he was flesh and blood. Amen. And you know, when well, you end it with well, an amen, man. yeah, well, so I mean, that means that's hand fact. on the Bible type when shit. When you're calling folks Orientals and ending it with an amen, I mean, that's just a sign of the times right there. Absolutely. 
Carl would go on to depict this being's oddly upsetting facial features, including a lipless, slit-like mouth that was unable to conceal three exceptionally large teeth on the top and bottom, as well as a pair of antennas. So he's got like so fucking wait a minute three large buck teeth, massive teeth. Okay. Do you ever see the illustration I did of also? I, yeah, I have it here. Yeah, which I didn't mean to drop the name early. We're gonna get to there in a second, but j- just three ginormous teeth on the top and bottom that were barely concealed by the lipless strip of open flesh that was called its mouth, I guess. So there you go. Creepy. It's definitely Uh creepy. Absolutely. So Carl continued, Personally, it took getting used to, in order for me to look at him without getting a queasy feeling in the pit of my stomach. No chin was visible. His face just seemed to blend right into his throat. He had no jawbone. Okay, first of all, as a a man, I have no... no You have... I had you no have chin. a version of a jawbone. Not really. It's you know what? No, I mean I've seen it's, you. Sh- it's a minuscule. It takes it takes therapy chin. to get over it for a while. I'll admit <laughs> you have a little bit of a chin. Not really. But I, a, I, a I, I was born with no chin or jawbone. Like we're <laughs> fucking same. lower mandible shoots right to esophagus. That's that's unheralded. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's turtle. No, that is not You're, you no, at all. You sir. have you have like three percent more than a turtle. Okay. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, three point five, maybe. I have yeah. a real but weird turtle face. I don't know. It, yeah, oh, like, that's hard. If, you are a handsome if man. If you do kind a like deep Mr. dive Bean. in Facebook, oh, you can find a picture of me. There's a picture, of, and there's my fix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that pretended nothing Dude, was wrong in the yeah, world. I absolutely yeah. love your painted on beard. Thank mm-hmm. you, Chris. You saved the day. Yes, thank you. All right. Stranger still was the fact that this long-armed, bow-legged, jaundice-skinned creature had a pointy, drill-bit-like appendage sticking out of its wrist where its right hand ought to have been, and nothing but a nub on the left. So in life, that's all you need. Drill hand. A drill hand? Stumpy punch hand. Yeah. That's it. To the max. Sounds almost like the the old-school version of Claw from Marvel Comics, how he had that, like, uh, laser fucking radar dish on his hand. Oh, absolutely. No, this guy is completely a 60s... Mar- Steve Ditko could have fucking created oh, yeah. this thing. No, he's ready. 100%. He's, yeah. he's ready. At this point, the unearthly entity slowly drifted toward the terrified hunter. Remember, he's not fucking walking, he's floating. Right. Stopping just a few feet away and hovering mere inches off the forest floor. After a moment of silence, the bizarre being opened his unnervingly lipless mouth and did something completely unexpected. He asked Carl, How you doing? <laughs> That's just how it goes, man. But think about it. If we were visitors to another world and we saw whatever uh, indigenous big whatever creatures like we went to a land where people were you know yellow and chinless. Yeah, we'd be like, "What's up? What's going on?" Word. How's going? I don't know if we'd say word. Probably not word. Just be like, "What up?" I deposit word far too often. No, same here. I I do too. But I feel like if you're going, if you're like an ambassador. You're not going to say word. So no, we shouldn't right. be ambassadors. So I guess just be like, maybe. Sup? How you doing isn't yeah. so bad. No, how you doing works. It's just so. And it's in English, it's such right? A, oh, yeah, in uh, English. Yeah. It's such an epic moment. The world is frozen. <laughs> it's like, bruh. You're, you're fucking, <laughs> your, your, your bullet can yeah. travel but 50 <laughs> feet through jello. This guy floats out with all these weird appendages, <clears throat> slightly, well, de- definitively humanoid, but off kilter. Right. And And he's like. Bruh. Dude, you dude, a kiss. <laughs> dude, I fucking love it. What's up, dude? What's up? What's going on, dude? Brohamulus. <laughs> Brohamulon. Brohamulus, by the way, my favorite character in Julius Caesar. Shakespeare really outdid himself with that one. Oh, fuck yeah. The bewildered Carl claimed that he was trying to stay calm when he weakly responded, pretty 
pretty good. What are you going to do? What are you gonna oh, do? my God. Pretty good. How you doing? You all right? I'm good. Pretty good. good. Cool. Where's your hand? Bad. Wait. Wait. Where's your hand? <laughs> Why Wait, Wait a minute. What, what is this? What are you doing? What, what year was this? This was 70. Oh, shit. It was 70. Uh, no. It was no, I know. 74. I knew it. Okay. 74 is a golden year for weird shit. Totally. Okay, I just want to make sure it's before Jeff Bridges and the dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, totally. Way yeah. before. Okay, way all right. Before. Well before. <clears throat> okay. At this point, the ostensibly... At this point, the ostensible extraterrestrial, like any good host, nodded and asked, Are you hungry? Before Carl could respond, the creature sent a small, clear, cellophane-like package floating toward him. So it's like an intergalactic granola bar. Like and, a, and I don't I'm, know where. where did, did it just come out of a pocket? Because he doesn't have fucking hands to pull shit out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So maybe just... Wrapped pack, and, like and a square? Clear, did it come from a stump? Was it a fucking tetrahedron? We don't yeah, know. I don't know. A all, Ferrero all Shay? Is it look like <laughs> cellophane <Floating> toward you? <laughs> to Carl. All right. Enjoy all right. hazelnuts. Yeah. And this is how Carl described this moment. Hazelnuts. He waved a pointed object where his right hand should have been. Okay, so here I am dissing. It's well explained. All right. Where his right hand should have been, and it levitated over to me. I opened the packet and found four pills inside. Oh, he no. told me in English to take one of them, that it would last four days. Now, normally, I don't like taking pills, not even aspirin, but something happened. It's as if I had no control over my actions, so I just swallowed one of them and put the other three in my jacket pocket. You don't want to take You know, the it's pills. nice to say just like, I I didn't, I couldn't, I had to do it. I mean, that's how it's so my, like, you know, drugs I'm not too proud some, of that I may have taken. That's I'm like, pill pure pressure. did it. Come on. Well, I just know, took the pill. But in this case, I really don't think Carl is like oh, trying to look God. cool in front of the alien. I think, I think it's one of those compulsion thing that all together happens right. too often in situations like this. The alien compels you. Uh, the quote, hey, unquote relax. alien. Well, you know, quote, Have, unquote alien, it, of course. You took, because of the pill you took before you saw the alien, it told you you took another pill. Oh, oh, oh uh-huh. wait you're a minute. Already, you're whoa, already going whoa, into Drugville. Oh, wow. You're Drugs already, already talking about it narcotic town. Yeah, this is something. Yeah, but Dude, listen. He, he saw BDSM <laughs> male <laughs> dumb. It's true. He is fucking bondage as fuck. From the blue oyster. Tell him to take pills. Yeah, it's true. This, this could Daddy be already talk because <laughs> <laughs> he's in the blue oyster. There could be there, there could be a lot of things coming out I, here. But I I actually <laughs> enjoy be. blue oyster cult. I've got to admit, fucking fear the reapers pretty good. And come not on, the go, go I'm saying the blue oyster from blue oyster from police academy. Jesus yeah, but I, mean, I thought you meant leather clad yeah. fucking singers from the seventies. I not what you meant by oyster cult. Why domination? We're talking about Judas Priest. You just conflated Judas Priest and the blue oyster. Okay, all right. Well, not Judas Priest. I can I conflated the the Blue Oyster, the Blue Oyster Bar, Police Academy okay, right, from the Blue Oyster cult. Jesus cool. Christ. All right, it's was a common actually, mistake. It happens probably kind of, three or four times a week. I'll tell you what, everybody. It's probably actually, never. Actually, kind of a cool combo though. I would go to see that band. If Blue Oyster I'm cult out wearing at leather. The Blue yeah. Oyster, I expect to hear the Blue Oyster cult playing on. You the have to. That's and then I expect the weird. game fight to break out because that's what always happened to like transition a scene and everything. Yeah, there's always got to be so like, the they're dancing and there's a fight. Yeah, it happens. So anyway, he okay. took a pill and he ordinarily doesn't take pills One because four. he's a good, hardworking, oil drilling family man who's not into that shit. Not, not even asking. Not some goddamn California hippie. He square. Have you uh, ever seen him? That motherfucker looks like Patrick Wayne. For those who don't know, John Wayne's son, who is devilishly handsome, but not really that compelling as an actor, was in movies like The Creatures That Time Forgot and a few other cheesy fucking weird movies from the 70s. But if you take the handsomeness of that kid and add just a hint of Bruce Campbell's jaw, 
Oh, that's yeah. correct. All right, yeah, he's a handsome guy. He could have been a B movie actor. He could have been fighting William Smith on the back alleys of some fucking shitty movie, but he wasn't. He was taking care of his goddamn family, not taking aspirin. And so right, let's give him some points right, here. But maybe or not taking pills until now. Yeah, maybe well, taking pills until tells you, until his forced compelling. Exactly. <laughs> by the extraterrestrial BDSM lord, <laughs> <laughs> whom we will soon be introduced to. All right. The strange jawless humanoid then introduced himself as Oso One. I've heard this pronounced Oso One. I see no reason to do How's so it spelled? because it is A U S S O. Oso. O N E. Okay. Also one. Also one. Now, I don't think also he necessarily yeah. spelled it, but that's the way it's always been written in all the reports, so, so I assume okay. that's the way right. Carl pronounced it. Okay. Also one. He introduced himself. And that was when Carl abruptly noticed a strange box-like object catching the sun's rays in a clearing behind the strange creature, according to Carl. There, not far from us, was a transparent cube-shaped object resting on the ground. To me, it looked like a huge Christmas package. You know, flat on all sides, like a box. Like exactly like a fucking box. Oh, yeah, that's oh what God. a box is. Like yeah. a box touched for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see any landing gear or entrance. It was much smaller than any of our commercial or military planes. In fact, you're going to think I'm crazy, but this thing couldn't have been more than five feet high and seven feet long and maybe four and a half feet wide. Tiny is the word I can think of to accurately describe its size. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's tiny. Tiny. <laughs> Four and a half by five by that, seven. I mean, tiny, I mean, if you're comparing it to like an aircraft carrier yeah, or even a fucking B-52. Yeah, but right. why? why? Or a, a commercial plane, you know. But comparing it even to a refrigerator box, that's a mighty big box. It's actually That's strange. a jacuzzi-sized box. Yeah, Could be that's the size of a fridge. small. No. Five, five by four by seven. All right. A walk-in cooler? Fucking Shaq's fridge, I yeah, guess. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all right. Possibly. Dude, my fridge is not seven feet tall. No, maybe a lay-down freezer. Look, where you keep like all your it is not seven meats. feet tall. That sounds good. We'll excess go with that. Meats. Sundry meats. <laughs> Excessive meats are stored in a giant fridge. Or corpses. Or corpses. Those are the only two things you ever see in a oh, fucking yeah. lay-down. Bodies, food. Yeah. It could be both. Yeah, just or, a yeah, bodies can be food. Or if you just do a bunch of heads, it's even better. Oh, you know, because saving space. Yeah, and you can visit your victims later. Oh, friendship. Oh, see? He, no, Mar friends Mark forever. knows. <laughs> Apparently. MarkKnowsHeads.org. <laughs> Oh, oh God, Jesus. Breaking Sorry. shit. <laughs> Apparently intrigued by the awe with which Carl was staring at his mechanism, also one gamely asked the hunter, you want to come along? Carl, fully aware of the fact that he was in no position to refuse any request, lamely shrugged his shoulders in assent, and instantly he found himself inside the cube-like craft. So he's just kind of like, teleportation. Uh, yeah, teleportation. So but he's just like, you want to go for a ride? He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Man, I mean, I'm Bam, here, and then all of a sudden yeah. he's in there. All right, weird. And is this it? is how he described it. Okay. Before I was able to move a muscle, I found myself inside this contraption. It was instantaneous. How I was able to fit inside remains a riddle. Um, I don't know Carl Higdon's exact height, but four by five by seven, I think the three of us could fit in there not super comfortably. But. Whatever. Yeah. If he, if he wants to have a hard time with that, that's fine. It's a riddle to him. They must have shrunk me. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's the only explanation that seems plausible. I wouldn't venture how they accomplished this feat. Also, one just pointed, and we were where he wanted us. Now, you understand that's a plural there, right? Yeah. It'll make sense in a second. Okay. 
After also one loaded his earthly guest into his tiny, perhaps TARDIS-like box, oh, Carl's Hill. mind began to get fuzzy and he started to panic. This is Carl. My memory fails me here. I recall my head starting to reel, my hands sweating. Somehow the pill this fellow gave me must have deadened at least some of my senses. Otherwise, I'm positive I would have been crying and perhaps even fainted. I may be strong, but I'm only human. Carl Higdon. Wow. Jeez. At this point, Carl noticed that all five elk he had been stalking just moments before were also in the cube behind him. Oh, they, they came along for the ride. Lending some credibility to the shrinkathon, perhaps. How fucking pissed are these things? Wow. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Where are we? Dead? Yeah, they're never going to be What the fuck? Why? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing in here? <laughs> Carl, talk to the elk. <laughs> yeah. Calm him down. He's like, Ted, just calm down. Pump your brakes, Ted. It's going to be all right. It's going to be fine. Don't worry. It's going to blow your, the doors off your mind is, hole. Is the, is the elk that was particularly impressive? Is that Ted? That's Ted, That yeah. makes sense. He's like, he talked to the, the lead elk. That's Ted. Yeah. All right. All right. So the, the, the elk he'd been stalking just moments before were in the cube behind him. Uh, behind, uh, Sorry. We're in the cube behind him, behind what he perceived to be an invisible barrier. The hunter marveled at the creature's ability to incapacitate, the creature being also one, to incapacitate the untamed animals. I'm kind of fuzzy as to how they managed to contain such wild beasts, Carl said. They were motionless, paralyzed. It would seem that the elk were not the only things paralyzed, because at virtually the same moment as he saw the frozen beasts, Carl claimed that he became abruptly aware of the fact that he was now sitting in a high-backed, quote-unquote, bucket seat, with what he described as restrictive bands strapping down his torso and securing his arms and legs to oh, the chair. So he's on the Viper. Great. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're like, you're on Viper. the most tragic roller coaster everywhere. Yeah. Arms, legs, everything strapped and bound. So I get it. All right, so he's... I, now I kind of understand. Seven feet long, five feet high, four and a half That's wide. not... The man's six foot plus. Big. But I can see why, if he's standing straight up in an object that was clearly only five feet tall, why right. he might suggest that... Uh, that, that they must have shrunk me because this thing wasn't that tall when I was outside of it. Now I'm inside of it. And there's, there's a the fucking gallery of elk behind you. So yeah. The gallery of elk. Gallery of elk. I wish, I, you know, I wish I'd been uh, talking to you beforehand because it would have been gallery of elk, the Carl Higdon story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a beautiful title. My nightmare began with. But just a couple, not like the whole thing, right? There's like. No, the area was allegedly infested with elk. Right, right. but it didn't get all of it. Just got just the five that he had been stalking Ex personally. Right. Ted and the other four. Said gallery yeah. of elf. Ted, leader elf? of the elk. Or elk, sorry. Wow. I was thinking about elf sex. Yeah, yeah I know you want to bang elk do. now. If you guys haven't signed up for Patreon, you're missing the elf sex episode. There's a $15 tier coming that if you're an Icelandic elf, we got something There's for you. There's going to be some... 15 Fifteen dollars. Fifteen hundred thousand. Oh. I'm, no, it was fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. It is fifteen thousand now. Are you my pimp? How? How? What are you doing? How expensive are elves? <laughs> I mean, are they rich? Listen, li if, if you're gonna go with Mark naked, <laughs> don't ruin it. Don't spoil the episode. Resisting what must have been an overwhelming urge to panic, Carl watched in growing horror as another jawless, straw-haired being appeared out of nowhere. At which point he and his genial partner strapped a bizarre wire-smothered football helmet-like device to his head, prompting the foreman to state, I felt like the monster in an old Frankenstein So we got movie. two of them now. So we got two of All them. Right. We've got also one. And we have headgear. Maybe also two. Elk. I don't know. Right. We've elk. got, we got elk. five elk, in five elk behind an invisible barrier, and now we've got Carl Higdon being fitted with a football helmet-like apparatus smothered in wires and techno shits. All right. Making him feel like Frankenstein's monster. In the gallery monster. of Perfect. Elk. 
In the gallery of elk. They yes. were like, oh shit. Let's let's, let's write the definitive book about Carl Higdon and his experience yep. and call it Gallery of Elk. Because I really, I really, that has grown on me so much. Yeah, yeah. cool. Carl then observed the console with three dissimilar levers, which also one apparently used to control the craft. The alien pointed its nub hand at the longest lever and seemed to move it telepathically. It was then that the peculiar transparent cube that Carl would describe as a flying box car took off. Wait, he shrunk down. It resembles a train car. Right. El Zeta City. Could we be looking at crossover? Oh, that's right. Night trains. Flitting around the night trains. Yeah, dude, I'm on a night after train. Fu- after the great tragedy of the El Zeta fucking 4th of July. <sighs> yeah. yeah. After the fell groundworks display. I mean, oh, the killed yeah. no less than 12 people. <laughs> no less. <laughs> no less. Significantly more. <laughs> also, one manipulated the vehicle so that it hovered above Carl's truck, and with a point of his conical hand, the vehicle vanished before his eyes. So they're in the invisible fucking TARDIS boxcar. Drill bit gets pointed down at Carl's truck, and Carl's truck disappears. Weird. Okay. Is it camouflaged? Is it literally disintegrated or demolecularized or whatever the fuck you'd call it? Right. Or is it, you know, whatever. Magic. Just a magic viso blanket. Ta-da. As if this entire ordeal weren't already outlandish enough, Carl testified that whatever interstellar traveling technology also one and his comrade were employing, it appeared to be faster than light because the very moment they exited Earth's atmosphere, he spied an ominous planet-like sphere shaped similarly to a basketball, which, by my estimation, is most planets. Isn't that how we yeah, know most no, planets that's a deal. But, yeah. but okay, I, I don't know what's so particularly Unless ominous about, the about Earth. it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe it's orange. And has black bands of canals okay. going through it. Right. Through the clear floor of the box-like craft, a planet Carl immediately knew was not the great blue orb he called home. Carl stared in astonishment as he was flown toward the surface of this alien world. The first thing that caught his eye was a colossal umbrella-like tower that loomed over the planet's surface and was smothered in rotating lights. This is how he described it. All around this tower were revolving patterns of multicolored lights, not unlike powerful spotlights. They were so intense that it was actually painful to keep my eyes open. These lights were so brilliant that I held my hands to my face as a protective shield. I vaguely remember shouting, Shut them off! They're burning me! I just couldn't tolerate them. The hunter was also overwhelmed by a sound that he compared to an electric razor buzzing. But rather than comforting their frightened guest, the second unidentified drill-handed humanoid merely commented that they had similar problems when visiting our home world, insisting, your son burns us too. Oh, So, so man up, fuckface. Yeah, stop fucking. Oh, you quit know, your bitching. Well, your, your son burns us too. me, me. Yeah. yeah. Earth full of pins and hate. <laughs> Fuck you. Pins and hate. No. hate hateful pigs. <laughs> <laughs> hateful pigs? Yeah. Is that our is that our new grind band? Yeah. Hateful pigs. Sure. Our seven inches coming out soon. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Hateful pigs. Beautiful. Terrible. People love it. Yeah. <laughs> People oh, love it. Yeah, they do. Oh, People it's, love it's it. The hot <laughs> shit. People can't go to bed <laughs> the look at night without hearing it. Face. It's like, People it love so it. Fact, what are you talking about? Oh, hey, pig. <laughs> Come on. Also, one apparently more tolerant than his fucking dickish friend, patiently explained that their black skin-tight suits help protect them from the searing rays of our blistering yellow sun. Okay, well, good. Hot sun. No skin cancer, that's, that's fine. So I guess like Superman, or not like Superman, you know, some creatures maybe thrive in the yellow rays of our sun, and others are like, the fuck? It burns. It hurts. 
it hurts a lot. Okay. It was then that the odd-shaped craft landed about 150, 150 feet away from the platform at the base of the brilliant canopied Super Space Needle. And that's how I kind of imagine it. Imagine Seattle Space Needle. Right. But instead of, like, the UFO thing at the top, it's like a... A huge dome of yeah, light. A canopy right. uh, yeah. umbrella that's just super illuminated. All right, cool. Okay. Intergalactic Space Station. So they park at the base of this uh, super space needle, at which point also one's co-pilot simply disappeared just as abruptly as it had arrived. So he just appears to be insta-co-pilot? Oh. He's gone. All right, cool. Through the transparent walls of the ship, Carl was relieved to see five human beings. You don't expect to see this on Basketball no, Home Worlds really. 1. Seriously. No. These human beings were dressed in average Earth fashions and talking to one another. The individuals consisted of one brown-haired girl who appeared to be about 11 years old, a blonde girl who was just a few years older, and a teen couple who seemed to be about 17 or 18. The group was rounded out by a man who looked to be in his 50s. The people were talking to one another and either could not see or did not seem to notice Carl. So Weird. maybe it was like tinted windows, you see out, you can't right, see in, yeah. or maybe All they're right. just like, fuck it, it's another human in a fucking space cube, and it's not my business. Party's getting yeah, full, dude. that's the deal. But I'm a little uncomfortable that they seem pretty fucking young, by and large. Yeah. Like a teenage couple? All right, maybe if you're 18. 11-year-old girl, though? Like, her parents can be wondering yeah. where she is. Yeah, and then one that's just a few years older, so that's like 13, 14. Yeah, weird. That's some iffy shit, man. Yeah. I don't know if what you're doing. is real. Oh, drugs. Well, indeed. Right. I'm just saying, <laughs> presuming for the moment that this is de facto the shit that happened, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. All right, yeah. Also one who had so cordially offered Carl food pills and a ride around the cosmos did not explain the presence of the other humans, but patiently explicated to the anxious oil man that they had touched down on a planet that was 163,000 light miles from Earth. Light miles. Carl was quick uh, to clarify that the creature did not say light years, which to him indicated in no uncertain terms that to them the passage of time is different than it is to us. Which you would think, I get it. Measurements well, that are different. Matter. There's metric. Right. There's fucking the asshole that is inches, which I know is what we employ. There's, <laughs> there's you know, Celsius and fucking Fahrenheit. There's all sorts of variations. But you would think, generally speaking, you could come up with sort of a universal idea of what space is. Like, the distance between two things is not different. Just the way you measure it is. Right. Unless, of course, it is. <laughs> Depending on the physics you're working with, depending on your perspective. Yeah, but, but if things are functionally different for every species, then that's a fucking, that's a mind fuck hell space that I can't even wrap my dick around. So I'm not interested in that. Well, I mean, miles, like miles and years. I can, I mean, I can yeah. understand interpreting distance differently, but if you actually deal in different distances, if you are, if you have different perceptions, right. does that make any sense? That's just too hard for me to wrap my head around. Only because... It I it does, but it doesn't because he's you if he actually used the word mile in like the same in the same dis, in the same way we measure a mile. Right. It doesn't matter the distance it takes to cover a mile at light speed is and the same it, as a light year. You just have to whatever break it down you're in miles. trying to figure and it why out. Would, yeah. Why would an alien have any type of reference for a mile? That's very terrestrial. Yeah, that's super Earth. Yeah, like, that's, and not that's even, not the, even the better part of Earth. Yeah, no, like that, most of Earth is a kilometer. It's metric. Well, yeah. yeah, because when you ask me how many feet in a mile, I'm like, I fucking don't know. Yeah, like, too I, many. I have no idea. Infuriating. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, well, okay, well, you know. Well, that's why the light stuff is never, it's not usually measured, it's measured in, in time. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not I mean, usually I, I in... I was just uh, watching a documentary by the late, great Stanton Friedman, bless his heart, and it's called UFOs Are Real. It's a two-part thing, and, and honestly, for my money, not to, 
not to like be propagandized for them. They're really great intros into UFOs. But in part two, um, they're talking about the Benny and Barney Hill abduction, the famous very first reported abduction. Uh, and, and the creatures talked about being light weeks apart from other planets that yeah. they traded with. Interesting. And you never really hear about light weeks. You never like, yeah. I'll be there in like a, a light half hour, yeah. a light 22. Really? I'll huh. be there. It'll be yeah. hot. It'll be great. So aliens have a weird unit of measurement that is... Agreed. You yeah, just agree. Totally. totally. I, and now we're, we're on board. I'd say this shit make down sense, at the but... end, but I'm going to say in advance, I've always been kind of a proponent, if not a proponent, at least open to the possibility that there are things that we share this planet with or things that coexist right next to us in what we call, I, I usually say parallel dimension, but what I really mean is parallel universes. Right. Or as like Keel would say, the super spectrum or something like that. And if that's the case, that instantaneous travel <clears throat> could make sense. And the fact that these creatures use miles, they might in ancient days just adopted it from us. Yeah, all right. And then he just jumped over. But we'll leave that. For the time, I feel like miles is a pretty modern. One hundred and sixty-three thousand yeah, light concepts, though. Modern, yeah. However long that is. Also, one then escorted Carl into the dazzling structure, and the pair ascended in an elevator, which deposited them into a room where the oil driller was instructed to stand on a small platform. We're getting like some typical abduction shits here. Yep. Carl noted that he and the alien never actually walked anywhere, but he seemed to be floating just above the ground. Just as also one had done on Earth. Right. Which has got to be great for the arches, for one thing. Yeah. I mean, Your if feet. I can fucking float around, oh my, God, oh, totally. my beat-ass knees would be... No more be work, food. Yeah, no. I love it. Oh, nothing. Flip-flops so and glory. Yeah. Shorts. God damn. There you go. While they hovered toward their destination, also one explained that there were no fish on his planet, and that those fin critters were one of his people's favorite things about the Earth. That's kind of fucking awesome. All right. That's such a random thing, you know? Well, there's a lot of water and we, there's a lot we, of fish. We don't have fish. You guys have fish. There's probably more fish than people. That's wicked. Yeah. He further revealed that he and his straw-headed kin used Earth as a sort of game preserve where they came to hunt and fish. Not unlike a more amiable and less anti-human group of predators. Oh, no, my favorite. Same. All right. I mean, it makes sense, though. I mean, considering Predators. there's probably more fish than people on Earth. And there's oh, well, a, definitely. A, a pretty, you know, uh, animal-wise, there's a pretty wide variety of animals you can hunt. So, yeah, they're just coming down here. They're like, you know, sportsmen. And if they're living in, like, Blade Runner light <laughs> yeah. show basketball sure. world and they don't have access to wildlife. Yeah. I mean. You go, you, you come to uh, the Earth for deer. You don't want your synthetic elk. garbage food all the time. Yeah. Even if you invent a replicator. No, you want some venison. I, I don't, but some people right, do. Yeah. I'll, I'll have it. And they'll fine. enjoy their... I want my breaded haddocks and whatnot. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. well, there you go. Makes sense to me. Does it? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, grilled cheese. Also, one further explained that they brought the elk back to their planet for breeding purposes. But whether he was referring to a program that is analogous to a game warden ensuring a population of wild animals survives, or an alien slaughterhouse, or perhaps some kind of unimaginable extraterrestrial genetic experiment, is, of course, unknowable. All right, well, then they bring them back for breeding, so, you know, let's just, let's go on the assumption that they're there so that they can um, hunt them on, on other worlds, I would like perhaps. to I would like to think that it is some sort of a game preserve where you're, you know, like a zoo would do to yeah. keep an animal alive, but they yeah. already admitted they ate them. And it's not like we don't raise animals to slaughter no, for do. food. All the time. So can't get all judgy. Okay. No, you know, it happens. At this point, an odd device that Carl described as resembling a glassy shield slipped out of the wall and paused in front of the human. The shield was evidently some kind of medical device and scanned the man for almost five minutes before it disappeared into the wall. 
my friends. Rejection is never fun. But it's hard to contemplate that Carl did not consider it to be a stroke of luck when his extraterrestrial tour guide informed him that he was going to return him to the spot where they had first met because the examination had shown that, for whatever reason, Carl's physiology did not, quote-unquote, suit their purpose. Well, you're excited or you're like, what the fuck's wrong with me? You know, how do you, how do you not fucking feel a little dissed? Like, you might I not want to be really? like, mm, part of this, you might like, oh, yeah, I'm going home exactly where I was left off. I got a family I need to, right. pro- you know, provide for and and a wife that I love and kids that I love. Why would I want to go? But party's got to be a little fucking hurt. You know, it's got to ding the it ego. Depends like, how what, threatened what, you what feel. What the fuck's wrong, man? All right, yeah. All right. Why if am I not good If you're enough? okay with everything, you might be like, oh, shit, I want to see where this would go. But, yeah. but if you're like all uncomfortable, you'd be like, yeah, no, I, I don't feel. Yeah, no, I'm not good. But, take, but, take but me would back. you want to know? Take me to bed. Like, I would, I would have to ask just like. <laughs> I got bad but, but seriously, I mean, you took me all the way here. What, eh, what, what, not what really. The right. Dude, if right. they're like, we're going to stab you your ass with 17 needles, but you don't fit. You're not going to ask why. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you're going to be okay seven, with that. But that's assuming it's something bad. There. I'm just saying that's that's why I'm saying it's uh, it's according to the threat level of how you feel. That's true. But you know, you could be missing out on eternal bliss. And you you fuck. might be, but at the time, it's just that's how he felt at the time. That makes sense. All right. Carl was then informed that primarily young humans have been brought to this alien world as part of a breeding program. Nasty. Gross. It's nasty. Though, as a father of four, Carl was clearly a capable breeder. He felt that he did not suit their purpose due to the fact that in 1965 he had undergone a vasectomy. Oh, the vasectomy well, saved them. Yeah, it could very well have. They looked down there at the tube at the at the vasectorectum or whatever they're called. The what's it called? I would not know. Hmm. I forgot. You're just making up words now. Vasectorectum. Va- would you say? Va- it's the name of the vein or whatever that they. they, well, they, they I, cut. D- I don't know. Yeah. Mine's, Let, va- let's assume that it is the yeah. vasectorectum. <laughs> It's clearly sounds, not. That sounds really something it's in the Vatican. Not. I know. It's yeah, really, it really that's like does, the secret yeah, archive where like yeah. they keep part Cardinal of the lost Bilson, yeah. go to the vasectorandum. <laughs> Get the malleus dubel. Okay, as form. The malleus yeah, dubel. Oh, Jesus <laughs> That is the great I'm, witch Everything's malleus. If you have a malleus dubel for <laughs> yeah. fucking things will travel. Yeah, that, that's so Harry Potter meets witch hunting. I'm the only guy here at the table with a vasectomy. I know. You fucked it. Yeah. You fucked up. <laughs> I was like, see you, you later. You made two babies. Uh, boom, cut the deal. Done. So I think it's called the vesectorem. The vesector rem- I forget the fuck it's called. Whatever. So regardless, the aliens see his tubes. <laughs> wow, really, guys? Really? But you think they could fucking undo it. If Carl is good enough to haul all the way off home no, this one of those fucking 70s. basketball 68 or this whatever This is one of those uh, 70s uh, vasectomies, man. They oh, cut, like what's, they, they butchered they cut, it? Like, a whole ball off. Just fucking charred <laughs> everything. I know, with a gelat. Did they do it? With a goddamn branding iron? Gelatin yeah. Band-Aid? Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they actually just remove your balls completely and go like, you yeah, no longer There you go. That's grody. Regardless. Yep. He was not acceptable. His dinky or some other sundry parts hey. were not making the cut. There you go. Boom. Okay. Good. But the young people, apparently, you know. Which, the ages are awfully young. Like, so, criminally young, so weird. Yeah, let's, let's hope that... That's they're in their ice cream flavor testing program, the children, <sighs> and they won't be used for the breeding program for some years. Well, miles. I'm sorry. I yeah, don't know miles, how they measure yeah. fucking time yeah, on this planet. Yeah, At know. least 19 miles. It's disturbing regardless. <laughs> yeah. At least 19 <laughs> miles. It's 19 Not miles until you're in the breeding program. Yeah, that made no sense. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also, saying. it's space miles. We don't even know if they're like Earth miles. Leave the kids it alone. It might be four all and a half feet. All I'm saying is leave the kids alone. Agreed. Right? I, said light miles. I think we all can Light is a constant. 
Yeah. Light is a constant. We can right? fi- we can actually do the math. I mean, we'll leave it to somebody else to do the math. And but oh yeah, we can't actually do the math. But no, the math is capable of being done. Yeah. And someone tell me what the Vesica rem the Vesica remedies are, or whatever the fuck they're oh called. Oh my god, just keep digging. My, it. my wife would know, but I mean, I'm gonna keep digging this goddamn grave. And you know what? I'm gonna bury myself in it. That's fine. Vesectorendum. <laughs> And his sarcophagi was uh, yeah. made to rest. You hang out in, in the, the glorious random. <laughs> in the glorious Vasectorendum. Mark shall called. be remembered. Oh. Hear ye, hear We shall ye. vote on the new pope. And <laughs> <laughs> the Vasectorendum. Uh, whatever. Robert, continue. Oh. And this is what Carl had to say about right. that. Maybe this is what they meant when they said, I wasn't any good. I kind of sensed they wanted young people. Well, they had a 50-year-old there who's fucking clearly throwing some seed around. Yeah, but, but maybe he's a strapping 50-year-old. Oh, I'm sure. With a midlife crisis, a vet, and an eight and like a 20-year-old girlfriend. Now, that guy is the guy that wants to be porking on Basketball 68. Right. Having failed to measure up to the standards of their human propagation program, also one led the declined human back to the elevator and then down to the main floor. You know, the old walk of shame. Right. The float of shame, excuse me. Yeah. With the same abruptness that he had felt earlier, Carl realized that he and his alien companion were now back inside the clear cubicle. This time, sans elk. They're all good to fuck. Yeah. They're in the fucking breeding program. All right. Okay. Also, one was admiring the human's rifle, and with a tinge of regret admitted that as much as he would like, he would not be able to keep the quote-unquote primitive weapon as a souvenir. What was preventing him from holding on to it was not elucidated. But you have to assume there's probably some... Laws about having yeah. indigenous weapons and, yeah. you know, whatnot. Also, one then telepathically hovered the rifle back into Carl's hands. And then, employing the same cerebral method, he removed the remaining food pills from Carl's pocket. This dismayed the hunter as the pills represented the only piece of concrete evidence he had of this weird event. Okay. The exchange made, the alien once again pointed at the longest lever. It was then that our intrepid hero suffered another disorienting time jump. Carl quickly realized that he was no longer hovering above an alien world, but that his strange straw-haired guide and his miraculous cube had instantaneously transported him back to Earth. Again, distance of fucking space miles of whatever they are, or dimensional shift that just takes a hot second. All right. If, if, if also one's planet is literally occupying the same space as Earth, and they just jump, but, you know, neither here nor there. Right. Looking down through the clear base of the cubicle, Carl saw his truck, which, to his dismay, had been inexplicably transported some five miles from the glade where it had been parked and was now bumper deep in a muddy quagmire located in a nearly impenetrable patch of forest. The veteran outdoorsman later considered the situation. Since I was in a state of mental stress, this fact did not have any impact on me until some until sometime later. I know that I could never have driven over that impossible terrain, even if I had been physically capable of driving, which I most certainly was not. So the so also one moved his car into that's a fucking that's a, a fucking a tree marsh basically. Yeah. Right, wow. it's on, enjoy it's, your bog. It's yeah, on a really, nice seriously. Kevin. No, you know, what's his name? A valley. <laughs> <laughs> what's whose name? What was his name? I said Kevin. You I, said I, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, who's your truck? Enjoy Kevin. your bog, Kevin. Yeah. No. It's, that would be just like also one just call him fucking Kevin go, like he didn't even care. By the yeah, way, that's what I Jared. mean. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's not my name. I, whatever. It's like a dick move. 
Like, yeah. you made the fucking truck disappear yeah. from a perfectly fine drive. And it's a fucking two-wheel drive, if we recall. Uh, and, yeah, and it's his work truck. So it's not even like it's his personal shit. Yeah. So his fucking work truck that he's responsible for with a mere two-wheel drive, and you take it out of this fucking simple fucking hill, this incline that he could easily get out of, and throw it in a fucking Forrest McFucking crawl bog. <laughs> it's just a shitty move. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just asshole right. Your, your, your dick's not good enough. Enjoy your fucking yeah. parking space. There you go. It's going to get worse. Good you're you're, you're, you're going to like also want a little less in a all second. All right, here we go. Yeah, man. At this point, the spaceman turned to the Earthling and said, we'll see you. <laughs> Classic Fair understatement. Yeah, Cla- Classic also. Yeah, always. <laughs> and with that, the foreman found himself overcome by a floating sensation. Without warning, he passed through the wall of the cube and drifted downward until he was deposited on the edge of a steep, rocky slope. But before he could get his footing, Carl felt the loose stones crumbling beneath his feet, and he rapidly plummeted down a nine-foot decline. Ooh, shit. Again, dick move also yeah, one. really also one. A wow. one's a bitch. Yep. Like, fucking, I'll put you back exactly where I found you. No, I'll put you on the edge of a fucking In fall the, the hole. worst spot Because he's like, yeah. like, he's like a member of the jackass team. His body crashed into the rocky, snow-flecked ground, severely wrenching his head, neck, and shoulders, leaving him with pain that would linger for years. Oh, dude. The next thing the bewildered father of four recalled was staggering nearly three miles down an old dirt road, rifle in hand, shivering uncontrollably in a state of near-hysterical amnesia, according to Carl. I didn't know what had happened, who I was, or where I was, for that matter. The only thing I could think was to get out of there as fast as possible and find someone who could help me. Carl was in such a frenzied state that he walked past his pickup without even recognizing it. There I stood, shivering, eyes filled with tears and not knowing my own identity. I saw a truck parked off the road between some trees and decided to crawl into it for shelter and to keep warm. I didn't realize the truck belonged to me. That's a fucking, that's a shell shock. Okay, all right. Huddled and trembling from cold and shock, Carl's memories began to flood back, and that was when he was startled by the sound of a feminine voice that suddenly crackled over the CB radio. There was a two-way set under the dashboard, so I picked up the mic and I held it close to my mouth. I managed to blurt out that I was sick and lost and desperately in need of assistance. When the voice on the other end asked me where I was, I told them I had seen a sign down the road which read, North Boundary National Forest. This didn't seem to be much help, however, as there was absolutely no indication as to what forest the sign was referring to. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm on Avenue Street. <laughs> I'm on Street Circle. Yeah, I'm like, well, good luck. Yeah, fuck. You never get your piece of that way. Yeah, really. A search party led by the local sheriff and accompanied by Carl's wife, Marjorie, had a lot of difficulty navigating the backwoods paths with their four-wheel drive vehicles and were unable to locate the panicky hunter until almost midnight. It was during this arduous trip that Carl's wife and two other deputies claimed to have spied a green, red, and white flashing series of lights in the sky. These lights were of unknown origin. Oh, a little bit of UFO activity. Interesting. Which is not the same as the transparent cube. <sighs> no, but... Could have a Piper Cup. Lights, we're not sure what's no. going on outside, though. We're going to present the facts as they were presented. Okay. Later, it would come out that two residents of Higdon's hometown of Rollins, Marilyn and Don James, claimed to have observed an unusual radiance in the vicinity of Medicine Bow Forest at the same time that the posse was making its way toward the missing foreman. So, again, corroboration of something. Or... 
after the story comes out and it's appropriately mind-fuckingly weird as the story right. is. Someone says, start, oh, you know, I saw this. They see yeah. a plane or a satellite and there's something right. coming out of the woodwork going, yeah. oh, I saw something unusual over medicine, but like needing to be part of it. Maybe not trying to be hoaxers or right. not lying at all, but you know, when you see something and it gets associated with this bigger thing, sometimes you just want it to be involved. Totally. Not long after, the baffled officers were astounded to find Carl's two-wheel drive truck bumper deep in a mud-filled sinkhole in the center of a forest ravine that was impenetrable by motor vehicles. So that's key. There's trees all around, and none of them have been knocked down by a car barreling through. Okay. Okay. In fact, the conditions were so bad that the police were forced to abandon their infinitely more rugged vehicles and make the final leg of the journey on foot. Even more perplexing than how the truck managed to arrive at the inhospitable locale was the fact that there were no tire tracks leading into the bog. The sheriff and his men could not even begin to comprehend how Carl had managed to get his pickup truck there. Judging from the circumstances, it would have been it would have had to have been dropped from above. It seemed to defy all rational logic. Very interesting. That's intriguing. All right. As if things weren't weird enough, when they finally managed to pry the terrified Carl from the truck, he was shrieking, They took my elk over and over again. Stranger still, he failed to recognize his own wife. Oh, man. Again, he's suffering from shock, stress, alien-induced amnesia. PTSD, yeah, totally. The deputies then quickly packed the foreman and his wife into a vehicle and rushed them off to Carbon County Memorial Hospital in Rollins, where Carl was admitted at about 2.30 a.m. The doctors on staff immediately noticed that his eyes were extremely bloodshot and that he seemed to be suffering from nervous exhaustion, not to mention the injuries he had sustained during the fall, the aforementioned head, neck, and shoulder stuff. Following an extensive series of medical tests, the doctors noticed that despite Carl's condition, his blood was extraordinarily nutrient and vitamin rich. Even more peculiar was the fact that in 1958, Carl had been hospitalized after he came into contact with tuberculosis, and at the time, x-rays showed a significant amount of scarring on his lungs. Be that as it may, the x-rays that were taken following his presumably intergalactic expedition in 1974 showed no scar tissue on his lungs, and the doctor, when R.C. Tongo, which is fucking awesome, it's a pretty sweet name, R.C. even Tongo. noted that some painful kidney stones which had been plaguing the hunter were no longer evident. The mystified Dr. Tongo even stated that he is now in A1 super condition. Oh, A1 super condition, all because the aliens take you to the home. We're like, you're not good enough. Your, vas- your vasectomies are fucked. Yeah, we can't undo your vasectomy, but, but your fucking lungs are Your lungs are done. Yeah. Goodbye to kidney stones. Enjoy your no kidney stones. But yeah. you know what that reminds me of? What's that? Fucking those fuck-sucking metal asparagus that help fucking Georgia oh, Joe in his yeah, airplane. Ma- like, you got cancer? Up. Clean. Cancer. You want, you want atomic brain death in fucking yep. six months? I am just not buying Super that. Super cancer. All right. Well, I'm just A1, saying, you can't A1, always you know trust what? the alien cure. A1 super condition. He's got it. Despite his new and improved condition, Carl still felt terrible, claiming that his muscles felt as if they'd been compressed together, then yanked apart. Could this have been a side effect of the faster-than-light travel on the human body, or just the result of the nasty fall he had taken upon his return to terra firma? Honestly, I've taken spills, and I've been an achy fuck for, like, for days. Weeks. Yeah. Sure. Regardless, 
The petrified oil man remained incoherent throughout the night and did not manage to reclaim his memories until the following day when his daughter came to visit him. It was then that he regaled his wife, doctors, and the police with his harrowing run-in with also one. Oh, boy. That's dubious. He might have made an iffy decision on that. A little too early. A little too early. His rapt audience was skeptical, but this did not prevent the deputies from informing the press and ufologists from the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, or APRO, about Carl's wild ride. Marjorie, to her credit, never once doubted the sincerity of her husband's strange tale, telling reporters from the Star Tribune, I believed him because I was with him and because I was out there and I saw a lot of different things that went on that night. Carl was the first to admit that his adventure is a difficult pill to swallow, even for him. I'd like to think it was just a nightmare, except I know it was real. I've tried to shake my mind clear of all thoughts pertaining to what took place, but frankly, that's totally out of the question at this point. Some folks may think I've gone off my rocker, but anyone who knows me can tell you I'm not making up any of this. I'm being as truthful as I can be. This all really happened. After three days of observation, the swiftly recovering outdoorsman was released from the hospital and into the care of his wife and family, but the ordeal was not quite over. Carl, still a nervous wreck about the whole affair, claimed that for weeks following the quote-unquote trip, he was followed by a colossal green light in the sky. Some ufologists speculate that it might have been the aliens keeping a watch on their quarry, much like scientists tracking a tag Oh, animal. so they're just following him. Okay, maybe. All right, well, that's not good. Or he's just, he's got a severe concussion from the fall. Okay. Well, you know, who knows right. about this part? Soon after, Marjorie discovered the crushed 7mm bullet hidden in Carl's canteen pouch and had it sent to the Carbon County Sheriff's Department where the officer in charge of ballistics analysis examined it through a microscope. He noted that he had never seen a bullet in that shape or condition. When the sheriff inspected the warped bullet, he claimed that it was impossible to hammer the bullet into its existing shape and felt that it had probably not hit a solid object. The copper jacket had been torn asunder and the lead slug was missing. The sheriff wrote, it looks as if it has been turned inside out by a superhuman being. Okay. It's just interesting because usually All local right. law enforcement Ooh. are the most skeptical. I mean, yeah. look, at, look at the Travis Walton case. Yeah, totally. Like to this yeah. day, yeah. That those guys are like, shit, I think they killed him. They think Travis Walton's still dead on the mountain. <laughs> yeah. They're waiting to arrest the other He's guys. He's like, no, guys, I'm alive. I'm, I'm at local cons. And they're like, no, you, you died. Sorry. All right, let's wrap this up and break this down. All right. In November of 1974, APRO, consultant and professor of psychology at the University of Wyoming, Dr. R. Leo Sprinkle, subjected Carl to multiple hypnosis sessions during which he was able to more vividly recall his visit to also one's apparent homeworld. Four years later, in September of 1978, Carl was subjected to what was then the most advanced polygraph test available, the PSE, Psychological Stress Evaluator Device. Well, that's mm. the Psychological Stress Evaluator yeah, Device. Sounds, that's something like Nazi villains are sounds, using on Indiana Jones. Yeah, it sounds really like medieval. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. The test was presided over by a technical consultant for the LAPD, Dr. Greenberg, and his colleague, Dr. Sidney Walter. The scientist ascertained that the former hunter was giving a truthful account of what had happened, and Greenberg concluded, I am forced to admit that something utterly fantastic did happen in this man's life. This test proves it beyond a doubt. All right. Beyond a doubt. Well, you've got doctors and cops and other people. 1,000% facts. All right, let's start off with Chris. Christopher, toss out your theories, speculation, uh, derision, and... What do you it's, think it's all drugs and dope. All right, you see, so you no, it's not. Okay, all right, cool. It's there's actually 
there's a lot here. There's a, um, there's a lot to unpack. There's a fuck ton. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, it really starts off as like, you're just, you are tr- tripping balls. And you can kind of still think he was tripping balls, but like, I, I don't even know really where to start with this one. It, what I'm intrigued by. It sounds by. like a weird BDSM fantasy, and, it, but then it, it goes into it does, alien yeah. abduction, and well, then... Yeah, I mean, it, it only, it's only it, it BDSM just, in the sense that it's a leather... No, not even leather. It's a skin-tight vinyl black, black leather right. with yeah. straps and, and, and a fucking... So you're saying it's more like a dildo hand than a drill hand? Like, it's a... I mean, could be. All right, so I, you know that's what? That's weird. valid. That's speculation. Gonna, we won't take anything Specul- off the table. Speculation. For the very opening moments of that. Speculation. Possibly. Right. What I'm more intrigued by, yeah. um, and I, I want to take this step by step, but is the idea that the truck is somewhere it couldn't. Yeah, be. no, that, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's on, the, I mean, um, I understand he goes to this fantastical trip through time and space, and or whatever. he's a lone witness, so that's always hard to swallow. Space. Did our hands just touch in midair? We, we did. Okay, but we're going 160 miles. Our hands touched. We touched now, buddy. Your hands are so soft. That was more. That was different. I lotion. So um, I don't know. Is there a road any? Is there any possible way there was a road anywhere near that place where he could have just launched off in his drug-induced uh, fuckery? One hundred percent, because he was walking down a rocky road right. when he yeah. saw a random truck that he right. claims he didn't recognize it was his own. Right. But the thing is, the cops. no tire tracks, no broken trees. So it's like there, even if it's say just ten feet off the road. But right. If if shit isn't broken and there's no tire tracks, unless it fucking if completely it, dukes boys. He said. He said fucking ran. The only way it came was from. So if he just fucking just went off and it's just some weird fucking angle, and just fucking. I mean, he's got injury. I mean, he's, gonna, he's hurt in weird places. If he was places. able to jump his truck over trees. And not like just ex- well, his, see, well, his body explode. If on your impact. road is higher than the trees, I mean, then yes. maybe. But to my, give the, the devil, bodily, the, but bodily harm would be fucking. You'd be dead. To give Depends the devil his due, and in this be. case, of course, the devil is Chris. Okay, um, <laughs> the devil. I'm always a devil. The the, the 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 place, the quagmire where the truck was found, right? Um, could be well below the road. The okay. trees there might not be like 75-year-old oaks. They could be like saplings and tall reeds and some shit that if you only like graze the top of them, you might break them a little bit. Right. Um, but maybe you could clear but them without just, giving tire tracks. Just, but you gotta, I, I got, you listen, have to I'm, consider, though, a truck in the air jumping. I know. If you jump your car two feet, I'm your playing, car's I'm ruined. I'm playing devil's advocate. You're, oh, I it's know. It's ruined. not like, listen, the 70s ruined all of us. When we grew up, well, when you know, when I started watching most of the 70s car jump movies in the 80s. Yeah, you can't jump cars. You know, Smokies you and the Bandits and whatnot. I just thought Carl's, Carl's. Yes, Car- Carl's. <laughs> Carl's Jr. was jumping yeah. everything. I thought was... cars were the most indestructible objects yeah. on Sure. Earth. I thought as soon as they go off a cliff, they explode in a fiery fucking right. hellstorm. Yeah. Which they, and you they, can jump every ravine. But you can jump yeah. everything. And you yeah. know what? You get one good bounce. Yep, no. And everything is smooth sailing. Now, of course, I know that's a lie. An that's engine, a TV cinema an lie. engine is surprisingly heavy. Yeah, and and not they as sure durable yeah. as it should be. Exactly. I know. Yeah. So, like, you over really a curve, have you're going to see that geography, out. though. Like, no, Chris is right, really though, have because to see you have to see where was. it is. Not, I'm not saying that he jumped I'm his just truck saying into it. It's not impossible but that, that if there could was be the case. Somehow that to... he did manage to get his truck into this box because he was all fucked up or whatever. And look, we've been there, dude. I've been there. I've been making really fucking bad life decisions. And all of a sudden, I wake up in my car, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing yeah. here? What the fuck I jumped I? a railroad track, and my, like, I got maybe, like, two feet because I went too fast of clearance right. and I was sore for like 40 days. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
No. So you you might be you should be dead meat if you just want to go it's true. Yeah. Yeah. However, but, but, all right, all right. For, let's just let's put a cap on this by saying that's just that specific right. thing because Could we happen. don't know because cool. we don't know the we specific don't know. terrain. We don't know we if don't it's higher know. or lower. We don't know how big the trees are. Right. We can assume that the cops maybe were smart enough to say like, oh, he could have gone off the road and done this. But Except they didn't. no. But but. Though there's there is a small possibility that a drugged out Carl Higdon really didn't feel like fucking hunting. He had a day off. He's fucking dosed to the highest fuck. He yeah. flies off, and that all of the injuries Into the bog. from the bloodshot eyes to the fucking ranked up neck to everything else to the amnesia he was, was caused by a drug induced car accident. Fucking accident that yeah. came with a fucking okay. hallucinatory fantasy. All right, so I don't think that's the case, but it's on the table. Okay, it's there. So that aside. Let's go the way he's reporting that he, in fact, did meet also one and possibly also two. Yeah. For lack of a better Jesus appellation, and, we don't know its and, name. Uh, it could have been like Larry 17. Their weird we breeding program, and he just wasn't accepted because of his vasectomy. That uh, was his they, assumption. They later I mean, cleared him of kidney stones it, and it shit. It could have been the so, goddamn childhood polio or whatever the fuck tuberculosis so that saying, he had maybe in his life. His just blood wasn't right. Maybe right. Fucking... So if this, let's just say, let's go into the assumption that, okay, let's, that this is a case of an alien coming down. It's kind of funny because it's not really an abduction. It's more like, a, hey, you want to hang out? Yeah, none like, of this interaction, cool? the way it's described, yeah. is like, He's hey, kind of like, hey. Yeah. He just uh, and he very nonchalantly. He technically actually. agreed to go. He did. He portrayed it later like, hey, what's, what's a guy going to do? I'm not going to say no to Drilly Hand Joe. Right. No, I can't yeah. say no to this guy. You could have. I, 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 I love your accent, by the way. He was given the option. <laughs> yeah, totally. He could have said And you it. know what? Also, one, be, you know, besides the fact that he ended on a really douchey note, right. seemed to be pretty chill for the most part. At first, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, Hey, well, maybe hey, when he dude. thought this guy was like a viable breeder, he was like, hey, yeah. And when he wasn't, it's sort of like, uh, hey, dude, we got you. Eat stone dick. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with your truck, asshole. So, all right. He, uh, he <laughs> was rejected from some sort of breeding program. Now, what's interesting, though, is they say they're breeding animals, and they do mention that they come to our earth to hunt the, you know, the, the wild game of earth. But, What's the human breeding program well, about? This, there's the ugly truth that has to be put What's in going there. on there? If I they're know. so advanced... What are they breeding us for? That they can travel in star miles. Yeah. And they're so advanced that they can yeah, fucking put thing. many elk in the tiny square and whatever right. the fuck else they can Five do. Five elk. And have telepathic fucking... Why do they have to breed us, Rob? That's f- What do you not? think it is? I'm thinking it's food. Because really? they love the fish, they love the elk. We're not their species. Could it be We're some weird hybrid program? Maybe well, you know, that's yep. what they say about grays and stuff. Yeah, gray really? hybrid program. It really feels dude. like the also ones, or for, I'm going to call the whole species. But it's like if someone found you, and it's like the species of marks on Earth. <laughs> but the also ones with his vesicle remedy. Why would they? Why would they need to? I mean, like say some people have theories that the grays are us in the future, and they need to like purify the genetic code or any number of fuck all <sighs> speculations. Right. Um, but but this group, it's like, why why would you need us? Are we amusing to you? Are we funny? Are we cool? I mean, I'm Joe Pesci now. What the fuck? Why do you want us? Yeah, really. I mean, but you know what? They love to fish here, and they love to hunt here, and they apparently love... So you love, think... They love earth meat. What are we, if not earth so meat? You're know. going under the assumption that they're but, breeding us for food? But it's, why just, ask well, they're us? Only, Does that... Is, Oh, why not? Yeah, why? Why? Well, why? because we're if they don't give a fuck smart, about if we're smart enough to be able to be communicated with, right? Why not? It doesn't yeah. mean they respect us. It doesn't mean they like us in any more yeah, than a fucking yeah, but edible we, way. We don't ask any of our food. Yeah, because nothing else can do that on Earth that we know of. Right. I just feel like why bother asking? You're not gonna. I don't feel like any race wouldn't treat their food, whether it's sentient or not. If it's food. 
They're not going to care. Yeah, but pigs are highly intelligent, sensitive animals. But you can't talk to I will it. Eat every bit of a fucking yeah, pig. Yeah, but it, right. but you can't talk to it. Yeah, but are so talking is the only level you of can, sentience that's valid. Dude, if you're like, hey, pig, hey. No, I grant you. Like, <laughs> no, I grant you. Like, if, if fucking cows could talk back, I love there'd be a lot more vegetarians in the world. Right. I think we all know that. But but I also think that we are all intelligent human beings, and all of us are omnivores at, at this table, I should say. And and we're all aware that pigs have emotion and feelings. Cows maybe yeah. seem more well, like yeah. well, so four-legged do dogs, rocks. Cats. Right. Yeah, sure. And they're also food in a lot of parts of the world. Right. So all right. it's not like we don't eat things that we know are sentient self-aware in a sense right. uh, have emotions uh can think their way through things you're right but it's different than actually it's a different thing when you start communicating i agree we don't know because we haven't done it yet you're right right so, so it's like and if I, somebody fucking inst- you know invents fucking next I week feel the like, cow translator i think a lot of people are going to stop eating oh, meat things are going but to change everybody will not and especially if they're just saying duh, 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 or whatever they're saying. No, honestly, I'm not dissing cows. Might have been like 15 Einsteins talking to a fucking brick wall. That's not worse. Like, yeah. like he might have had to talk dumb- to cows. Yeah. And the first words were duh, 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 duh. Oh, we cannot get over save my the, first cow. No, because I, that I could have been actual words. Hey, hey, Mark, how are you? Good can to see you, buddy. Stop. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, please. All right, all right. Can, can I, no. let, me, let me get a redo. No. No. Grass good. You're still making Eat, him move. sound like that. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying compared to what also one might have for intelligence, a species right, that can create right. these things, he might have really been dumbing now, down to talk to Carl Now, he did have Hager. three large buck teeth, all the better to tear our flesh with, perhaps, Robert? Thoughts? Oh, that too. Wow. Well, buck teeth aren't notorious as flesh terrors. Or are they? Well, no, Maybe you the because they have buck teeth. the canine in the back, which is hidden Did, by yeah, the buck tooth. <laughs> now you're just yeah. throwing yeah. shit out there. Hinged snake-like jaws, oh, hence the no need for a chin. Eat, to eat the earth babies. So they dislodge their jaws. <gasps> and earth baby heads will fit what perfectly. Eat, what if they're just breeding for babies and they're eating Oh, so babies. it's just human veal. Yeah. All they want is human veal. It's gross. The tastiest. Okay, I'll, I'll I don't want to bring him up. I think Alex Jones talked about this at one human point. I'm not saying I support any of his current shit. I never just supported saying, I any think of he his shit. Yeah, me shit me so, all right. Anyway, we talking about baby eating. Yeah, he human did. veal. No, maybe. I don't want to talk about him too much. Give him too human much time because we'll get kicked off iTunes or some shit. Gallery of Elk, Chapter <laughs> One. Human, human veal. veal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go to the uh, the assumption that uh, they are breeding for not for sexual purposes, but for for uh, a food resource. That they was breeding us where we're going. Okay, so fuck. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, this is terrible. But if they're only taking a certain amount of us... I don't know, man. What An attack on one is an attack on all. Hey, I agree. Tip of the spear. I, know. Right, I just Chris? feel like that's a long way to go if you're going to... Tip of the spear. Forward. Tip of the spear. Yeah, tip More of the spear. No, you're right. Alternative <laughs> alternative <laughs> theories. <laughs> if they... They're, listen, they're, they're, apparently, <laughs> they're apparently breeding elk for food. They like to come here and just fish, I guess, for the hell of it. Okay. Um, probably visiting Bass Pro frequently to fucking upgrade their equipment. Oh, good tech. local Bass Pro call. But... But if it's not for food purposes, what? Why in the Sam Hill would they want to breed I humans? Don't Maybe there's two experiments know. on them. I mean, to see it. how we breed, why Maybe we breed. Maybe it was the very first foray into the science. Could be. Of I mean, the people, the five people that were there, granted, three of them were children, I think, a teenage couple and an old man. They didn't seem perturbed. They're just like having a fucking hanging out, fucking Which is weird. chow fest, just Which talking. Is weird. Gabbing it, it up. It does have kind of. It does kind of seem like a hallucination, though. It really does. Oh wait, which part? 
Well, you know, I just, exactly. like, you every all, single yeah. fucking moment. The, the whole seeing the people thing made me think of that, like where it's like when you have like a really like a really weird fucked up dream, and all of a sudden something normal pops in, and you're like, "Huh, what the fuck's up with that?" You know. So, or if they have a breeding program, there'd be people yeah, around. It's like they give them the Epcot. Be- thing like yeah hey here's the here's, the here's what we're doing here's umbrella yeah. tower and he sees the people hanging out like she's on the couch like hey it's good times but and i do the, i do love the little touches like oh man these lights are bright yeah well earth's sun sucks too yeah you like little yeah. dick moves are like you know what we like to come to your planet we, we like fish we, we don't have fish yeah. Fish are fucking awesome. That's why we eat breed fish people to eat them they eat. might eat they might eat people and we, try to fucking communicate we, with we fish eat your fu- I mean, if you Could if you, you pay attention that? to Star Trek Four, yeah. fucking humpback whales yeah, are like the fuck. fucking pinnacle of intellect on Earth. Yeah, all right. maybe that's it. Maybe we regress into the sea in the future, and it's on another planet like that. So they need us to talk to right. future fish us. Oh, that would oh. make sense. Translation devices. Imagine how easy life would be if we decided to regress back into the ocean. No, everything we in the ocean. Decide, I don't think we can decide to do if that. We just, I think. It, I think <laughs> if we all reckon, if we all get together, and take like a Brexit think, vote. Yeah, we just yeah, think about if it. This really is hard. our Brexit, where we're like, guys, we're back going, into the sea. We're going back. Yeah. We're doing it. I think and we just all had. I think we're going to get a lot of drowning victims before we rescind that. But order. that's how you start the fucking. Well, no, you just the live progress. a lot. In the, we just you have to live in the water all yeah. the time, all the time, and, and then, then eventually, eventually we just evolve over. How long does evolution take? Like mil- six days, right? No, no a few hundred no. thousand, right. whatever. Yeah, maybe no maybe for us yeah. at this point, you just probably. don't know. So, I mean, to make us but, like viably aquatic, probably millions of years. All right, so it's like a, like a to breathe. A, least, it's yeah. like a better version of water world. Then is that okay? What well, let's start say? now. There's no good version of water world. That's true. There is not. All right, see you in the lake. All right. Well, are we gonna start in fresh water? Because I'd rather be salt water. I'd rather go salt water. That's like yeah. a bigger go fresh water. Fresh water sucks, dude. Especially yeah, in the you fucking can't see underwater, summer. so then we'd have to so develop like fucking infrared vision. Salt water is big and scary. And yeah, but yeah, it's no, but there's warm. like alligator, pike, and nasty it's shit and jellyfish. All right, so, salt. Yeah, no. I think, <laughs> yeah, but also, know, man of war. The cool yeah. blue waters of the Mediterranean. Thank no. you. All right. Salt. Death by weather. No, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what? Choking on seaweed. Let's stay on land, okay? Fresh salt. Fresh. I know. You know, I I am on board with Chris's ideas that this was a uh, an accident and you know possibly caused by a hallucination. Um, and vasectomies aside, I'm gonna say though that maybe what we're dealing with here is that this guy did come across the species of alien, also one and also two in their kind, that are in fact breeding us for snacks. Okay. It's a possibility. Little meaty human snacks, Christopher. Yeah. Have you? No. no are you still we, the same we, spot? It mostly. Yeah. Okay. There's, right. there's a lot to really unpack. I mean, it's a fascinating story. It's a fascinating story because there's so much. Yeah. Yeah. There's. A I lot. mean, there there's are some facts according to other people. Right. But it just, I, you don't know how anything got where it got. It just, well, I mean, it was the '70s. Information travels differently. I find it know? strange though that he got corroboration from sources that don't usually corroborate. Fucking the the sheriff. It's a magic bullet. It yeah. killed Hitler, and then it yeah, killed geez, Kennedy, I know, I know. and then it deflated in the middle of fucking Medicine Bone Park or yeah, whatever. I don't, yeah, yeah. And it like, killed Bin Laden. No, no natural shot can do this to a right. slug, and and then you get like, how the fuck did this? Get? Unless the unless the sheriff's literally his brother in law, and they're like, we're gonna write a best selling novel. We really, and yeah, well. yeah, knows, and we never really man, addressed the fact know. that when basically the bullet was shot, went slow motion, then he grabbed it, which is interesting. He, he, he didn't grab it out of midair. If I got it out of midair. 
It, oh, it fell, and then yeah. he, okay, then he grabbed then he picked it. it. Okay, all right. It remind my. Uh, but that would have been cool. If you walked theory. around it, yeah. looked, touched it. It's, a, it's the flash, basically. Is oh yeah, it's totally it a flash. flash yeah, like deflecting the bullet by a millimeter, three, saving the life yeah, of virus. Like yeah, that. that's the way it is. All right, so um, Barry Allen aside, um, maybe. Are you on board with me too here? Are they are they eating babies? Uh, well, the thing is, interdimensional baby. If eaters? they're if they're mostly coming to Earth for food. Why make humans pork for your fun? I mean, unless you're sexually attracted to humans, but you've That's got antennae so I mean. and strong I, I don't know. I don't it seems it. like you have such a different vision of sexuality, and maybe you're asexual, uh, and, and, or maybe you you know re, you know procreate mechanically. Who the fuck knows what this species but does? But if we're as human meatballs, it's fine. But if yeah, if we're just chow, if we're just yeah. like elk are tasty, people are tasty, yeah. fish Moose are tasty. Is tasty. We, they eat bald eagles. The American dream. The they best. Eat it. Yeah. They, yeah. It's like that's what they put on their Sundays. The head of a fucking the bald head of a bald eagle. Well, yeah. it's like three scoops of ice cream, it's, hot yeah. fudge. It's the epitome of freedom. You howl their bodies out and fill them with fucking nacho cheese. Oh, yeah, bald eagle dip. With, yeah, oh the best. I love Sundays. Oh, eagle bald eagle dip. <laughs> oh, eagle bisque. Even better. Fuck yeah. But to me, what's intriguing? <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. All bisque aside, uh, this might be really one of those few cases that you know. You don't have to slip into ultra-terrestrial land. You don't have to talk about fucking demons or anything else. No. This really seems bona fide extraterrestrial. As much as I talked about parallel universe, and you can't take that off the table. I mean, this seems like a ship of unknown origin and technology that is unfathomable to us in terms of weird no mechanics or anything else. technology, yeah. You know, telekinetically moving levers and whatnot. And then... He's instantly on Basketball 68 and fucking doing his thing in the fucking Tower of Lit Glory with the magic shield. It sounds like, if it's real, a genuine extraterrestrial encounter from one planet to another planet. Now, whether it's a wormhole or what the fuck, who knows how they got there, but that's what it smacks of. And Mm. that, to me... I mean, so much is hard to swallow about this case. I'm the first to admit. Yeah, there's a lot. But the details are really kind of incredible. <clears throat> yeah. And what's up with the Star of David? Not that I'm saying they really are the chosen people of the cosmos, but it's Maybe an interesting are. emblem to yeah, pick. Yeah, totally. And there's a lot of interesting illustrations of also one, including one I did, but yep. but some classic ones from the 70s that yeah. I find really intriguing. So yeah. anyone out there can find out what this dude allegedly looked like. And. It's kind of comical if it wasn't kind of terrifying. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the deal. Yeah, that's that, that's it. So there it is. There you have it. That is the Carl Higgin abduction, a.k.a. Also one. Human nuggets. Boom. Enjoy your human snacks. Oh, how many, you know, how many humans come in like a fucking pack, do you think? Is it six? Is that superfluous? It seems like a lot. Well, I mean, I we don't babies? know. They might, have, they might have to eat like their body weight six times over every day. You don't well, know. Well, yeah, that one pill is going to last four days. Yeah. Maybe one human lasts you long. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah the weight, the, one pill the weight loss pill. Yeah. That's kind there of incredible. All right, cool. So thank you for joining us, Kryptonaut Podcast. As always, ratings and reviews. iTunes have a podcast. Leave them there. Social medias, Instagrams, Twitters, and Facebooks. Facebook fan group, check it out. Link will be in the description. It is a good time. It is fun. I really do like every it. Every time, really, every time I visit, I'm like, Aw. I'm so happy because like I was so anti Facebook. I'm just fucking hating on it hard. And I'm like, hey, this is actually kind of nice. And we're getting new people that yeah. join every day. Aww. Yeah, new people are there every day, so it's super cool, and people are posting awesome stuff. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Next episode, we are doing Patreon shoutouts. We have more to do then, so we're going to do them next episode. Sounds great. Thank you also for being very patient with that. Um, and yeah, if you're interested in our Patreon, check it out, sign up for it, and we'll be talking to you soon. We are tasty as fuck. I mean, let's Drugs. be honest. I don't know. I, I mean, think we are. Listen, what, what better to use your drill bit hand 
than to separate the gristle from the bone. Yeah. And then, you know, telepathically shove things like, apart. Like, I have a real soft it's spot for Popeyes. Yeah. So if you're like humans you or do. like pop, I love Popeyes. Yeah, you do. Like humans like Popeyes. I do like it, and but no, I really like good. it because it's so not real. I, I like it because yeah, it's, it's like, like synthetic the yeah. tenders chicken. If you bite into a tender, it looks like fish. No, you gotta go for you gotta go for the actual. Like, no, I love piece. the tenders. You gotta though. do the three piece. You gotta get the, the, the no. I get the, like meal. a five so or six. No, 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 no. Oh my god, effort out.